my wonderful friend. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's our privilege to open the Bible together again today to look into the living words of the Bible and to learn and to understand some of the things which sometimes can be difficult uh, at first look. But if we allow the Bible to interpret, um, the Bible will provide all the answers for us. And uh, today it's one of those... um, themes, the topics which we choose, um, and I hope that uh, you'll stay with us uh, for the whole hour, because the theme for the whole week is, uh, you are not a robot, and I believe you are not a robot either, because uh, you chose to be with us today to listen to uh, Faith FM Radio. I, I may like to, uh, to welcome our co-host, uh, which is Helen Gray. Helen, uh, good to have you with us. Thank you, Nick. It's a delight to be here. And I was going to ask you straight away, are you a robot? Do I seem like a robot? <laughs> no, no, but no, we'll come I'd to like that to question. Say absolutely not. Mm. And we'll come to that uh, a bit later on mm. to understand why did, you, did we put this uh, um, theme for the week, uh, you are not a robot. Because we're going to ask a few questions um, like, is a Sabbath? needed in the third millennium. Is the Sabbath Jewish? Many people will uh, think that's the case. What did the apostles teach about Sabbath? Sabbath to Sunday. Oh, that will be a great program. And uh, I think you'll be involved with that, are you? Yes, yes I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, how did it happen? And does it matter anyway? And we'll conclude with another great question. In a non-stop world, how do I observe Sabbath? This week you are in a you know, treat to understand what that means, not to be or not to act or not to feel like a robot. Mm. You are a human being created in the image of God. And God has some Amen. very special things prepared for us as human beings. Now, we, not always we behave, and um, unfortunately, that's why we are here where we are in this sinful nature and uh, with a lot of struggles in life. But um, God still loves us and continue to bless us, and he will like to bring us back to that state in which we could really enjoy uh, his creation and fully fellowship with, uh, with God. And that will be through a specific day, and you learn on this as we progress today. But uh, just before uh, we even go further, I would like to invite you, my dear listener, to be part of this program and uh, come with a question. Ask a question if you have a question or make a comment uh, in regard to the topic which we have for today. And you can do that by uh, sending a text message to the phone number 0488-880811. On the same number, we'll uh, come a little bit later with the um, 
free offer which we have for today. And again, today it's a special book. You'll see, you'll love this uh, this book. And jot down this number because you'll uh, need it uh, also for uh, that free offer. The number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. And on the same number, as I said, you can come with us, being part of the program, sharing your thoughts uh, with us. Don't hesitate. Helen, even uh, before I will go um, into the next segment, uh, a little bit of uh, World uh, Watch segment. Before I'm doing that, I want to just uh, uh, establish a couple of things. It's very important that we act as human beings, you know, and as I mentioned already a few times now, uh, you are not a robot. Uh, I am not a robot. Uh, God has particular plans for us. And we need to identify those things, you know, uh, communicating with God. I have lined up here an uh, interview with a very young lady, a teenager, uh, from Romania, because she was involved with, with something beautiful uh, in uh, Romania on the border with Ukraine, a 16 years old to, to be part of that uh, kind of thing really impressed me. But uh, I wouldn't go further because I will just go to, to have that interview um, you know, played right now. And uh, please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM, uh, Drive Time, BQ&A. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. It's good to have uh, joining us uh, all the way from uh, Romania, a young lady, and I will say, welcome, Mirela. Good to have you with us. Hello. I am very honored to give you an interview. I am very happy. hope I can give you helpful information. Yes, Mirela, looking forward for just chatting with you a, a little bit now. I must say this, that... Um, as I know your parents, I'm actually privileged myself to interview you for a few minutes. And I may start to ask you a question, uh, Mirela. First of all, uh, how old are you? And um, what's your occupation and passion for life? I'm just 16 years old, soon to be 17. Uh, I don't really have an occupation, but I have a big passion for science. And I'm a big fan of physics and chemistry. And uh, I haven't really thought about my future job or what can I do. I'm still indecisive in kind of way. Right. You are a student now in grade 10, I understand, and yes. studying one of the uh, best schools in uh, Transylvania there in Bistrica. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> I know when I studied in uh, Bistrița, um, yeah, Andrei Mureșanu was a very well-known uh, uh, school. And um, I just want to ask you, Mirela, you are a teenager, as you just said, 16 turning uh, 17. What yes. motivated you as a teenager, a young uh, lady, to go to the border of Romania with Ukraine in a, in a war zone? Because even though... You know, Romania is not in, in the conflict, but it's still in that conflict zone because uh, many people coming from Ukraine, they come under that, that trauma with the war in their country. What motivated you as a young girl uh, to go there? Uh, you know, uh, lately I have noticed that people aren't really willing to invest time and put effort in helping others. Mm. And the uh, most of them just stay on the side and give directions about what should be done without actually getting involved and working 
themselves. And uh, I said, why can't I be the difference? I can't expect other people to make something for the better. Mm-hmm. Well, I just stay at home, my cold bed, I sleep, I'm very comfortable and I make nothing. And uh, I can't be indifferent when other people are struggling. And I, can't, I told myself, I can't sleep in a warm bed when others are running to save their lives. And I think it's very important to show support for them. Because mm. if I were in their place, I would like to see some help. <laughs> oh, I think this is very uh, beautiful what you just said, you know, to feel with your, uh, you know, fellow being, you know, to uh, to feel with them, to help them in any capacity uh, possible. But, you know, I'm really impressed and really proud of uh, you as a young girl being determined to go there and to see things firsthand on the ground there and try to help in anything what you can. I think that was wonderful um, uh, to do that. And I'm encouraging you to continue to do these sort of things. But I may ask you, is there a story or an impression you, you want to share from that experience? Yes, of course. In the first place, I was very impressed about how polite Ukrainians are. Mm. And I would like to say that they were very shy. And uh, even if, for example, even if they were starving and uh, they didn't eat for a lot of days, or I don't know, they hadn't, they didn't have a proper meal, Mm. they were very shy and they didn't dare to ask you for food. Even if uh, in the tent where we stayed, uh, there were a lot of food on display mm. and they could just walk in and choose what they like but they always were standing on the side and if you weren't this type of uh, person go to them and ask them do you want something do you want some food are you starving have you eaten they weren't telling you not they were mm. telling you nothing and just staying there looking mm. at you mm. Yeah, I believe, I believe also, yeah, uh, coming uh, as refugees and just running for their life, you know, uh, the trauma, probably, you, yeah, like even yourselves there, I'm, I just imagine, you know, that's very hard to to know what they're thinking and uh, what's going on in their mind, in their in their head at that time. But what I really appreciate that you are there to welcome them, to offer them whatever you can to make their life a little bit better, to give them a little bit of hope, to comfort them. And I heard story in previous programs, which I interview people from the border there, and which will continue to do that as uh, our programs are um, uh, going on air. I heard there are many stories from there. I mean, is there anything which impacted you from there, uh, a part of what you just shared there, to see how they were very polite, very shy, uh, and uh, not demanding anything from you guys there. I was um, very impressed by a young girl who came uh, in the tent where we were staying, and um, I saw her, and she was very shy, and uh, she was just looking at us, observing us, and I got to her and asked her, hello, do you need something? Do you need water, food? We had their food prepared, warm food. And uh, she uh, 
started crying. And I looked at her and I embraced her. I gave her a hug and I asked her, what's the problem? And she, she was very taken back by my, uh, my reactions to her crying. Mm. And she was just crying for almost 10 minutes. And then when she calmed down, she told me that she's coming from Ukraine, Ukraine, and uh, her parents died and her family. And she just came there and she has nowhere to go. Mm. She has no one. And I was very sad. Unfortunately, I had to leave. And, but I heard uh, she had some people who bought her their homes. Mm-hmm. And uh, next weekend I am going and uh, I will look after what happened to her. Mm. And mm. Yes. Okay, which means that's comforting for you to know that uh, she found somebody to look after her in that condition because... I believe that's a yeah, very big trauma and uh, keep in touch with her, by the way, if you can, because you probably are one of the first um, persons to interact with her. And even by being there and waiting while she was, you know, crying out her pain, I think that was uh, very important what you did. Mirela, I would love to have you with us a bit more, you know, some other times, because I'm really privileged to have a young lady from Romania going to the border to see firsthand what's happening there and to try to help those people in need. That's very much Christ-like. And I really encourage you to continue to do those sorts of things and congratulations of decisions like that. Looking forward to talk to you again. Uh, is there anything uh, else you want to, to share with us just um, before we move on? I don't want to say uh, nothing much, but uh, I really want more people to come to the border and help. There is a need big of both human and material resources, especially human, mm. because most of the people willing just to give food or something we can give them, for example, shampoos or things like mm-hmm. that. And uh, they don't come to help us and to discuss with them. And I think it's more important to go to the border and talk with them than giving material resources. Yes, that's uh, very good. And spread around even this broadcast because we'll encourage people from Romania in particular there to leave things uh, uh, behind those unnecessary or maybe not so important things and go now and offer their support for these people in need. This is a very good invitation from you. And I hope, Mirella, that uh, uh, you'll have more people coming, seeing your dedication and courage to go there. Uh, You could do anything else, like a a 16-year-old Girl, you have other things to do, but you decided to put some time aside and may God bless you for that. And uh, looking forward to talk to you again. Until then, stay safe. And when you go back there to Ukraine, we'll keep you in our prayers. And uh, hopefully we'll, we can hear from you maybe right from the border. Thank you very much. This means a lot to me. Again, I want to thank you for this opportunity to give an interview. I'm very happy and it was very unexpected. We are honored too. And by the way, your English is very good. Continue to, <laughs> to grow.
Okay, take care. We'll uh, hear from you soon. Thank you. Bye. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Jesus is my lead on my journey. Jesus. Jesus is my lead on my journey. Jesus is my light on my journey. Jesus is my slave on my journey. No one without Jesus Christ. Who will be? Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because I know He holds a future, and life is worth. Adventist World Radio. 
This is Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and Helen Gray, our co-host today. After quite a bit of um, technical difficulty, we are back on air with you and thank you for your uh, patience and uh, thank you for uh, you guys calling us and letting us know that uh, we are not on. Um, we realized that here, but we couldn't do anything until we sorted out through the computer. And you know, the computer, it's like a robot. <laughs> you know, it uh, takes a bit of time to, to um, act. And if you give the right com- uh, command, it uh, may help a little bit better. But hey, uh, today we are uh, talking about, um, uh, for the whole team, for the week, is you are not a robot. But we are asking this question today, is Sabbath needed in the third millennium? And Helen, our co-host uh, today, uh, um, will try to open the Bible and talk to us from the Bible what that means um, or if it's needed to have Sabbath, to have rest. But Helen, let me ask you this question uh, again. Are you a robot? <laughs> I'm so tempted to sound like one. <laughs> no, I'm not. Robots, robots are programmed to keep going continuously and that I cannot do. Mm. You know, robots are not free to make their own decisions for right or wrong, whereas I am. We mm. have choices, but robots are programmed. And then what did God provide for us um, at the beginning of time, Helen? Okay. Well, God knew that we would need rest. And so he set apart a special time for us to rest. And if we read in Genesis 2, 1 to 3... I don't know, I don't think you've got it there, but let me read it for you. It says here in Genesis 2, 1 to 3, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created. And made. So here we have God giving us a gift, a gift of time. Mm. You know, right there at the very beginning, God set apart a special day for a special purpose. And Jesus said in the New Testament that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So the Sabbath is God's gift to us. Then God gave us this gift to do what with it? Ah. Well, when life is difficult and tiring or frustrating like today, <laughs> often the best gift a person can receive is permission to stop and rest. Mm. And God intended the Sabbath day to be just that, a delight. When he sanctified it, he set it apart. Isaiah 58.3, let me just quickly turn to that in, in Scripture. 58.3 says, uh, 13, I should say, if you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor in him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. Mm. You know, the Sabbath a delight. Personally, I find every Sabbath is a delight. I look forward to the Sabbath, as I'm sure you do too, um, Nick. But you know, It was an intentional time that God gave to rest from our work and spend consecrated time with him. He gave us a gift of a weekly Sabbath so we can be still and know that he is God. In fact, we're told that in Psalms, Psalms 46.10, and um, 
I'm reading here, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Mm. One of my favorite texts, you know, if I get hassled through the week, I use that text. I sit quietly and I say, Lord, I just want to be still and know that you are God. Amen. That you are in control. And here we have God. Um, he's, he's in charge. He takes everything off our shoulder. In fact, Sabbath is the perfect time for what 1 Peter 5, 7 says. It says, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And the Sabbath connects us with God. A big part of what makes the Sabbath such a gift is that it's a perfect time to shift our attention to God, letting everything else fade in the background. And I don't know about you, but I think that's just absolutely fantastic. We can put aside all technology. We can put aside all our worries and our cares. The Sabbath can be an antidote for selfishness. It strengthens our faith as we learn more and more to rely on God and to take care of us. Mm. And we can claim the promise that God says, I will supply every need of yours according to your rich, to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Right. That's God's grace that he gives to us, Philippians 4.19. It's a holy 24-hour period that allows us to take our minds off ourselves and everything that life demands of us. And that way we're in a perfect state of mind to grow closer to God mm. and to more deeply experience everything he made for us. It's a time to revive our very souls. I heard of a family who had decided to take a technique technological day um, away mm-hmm. from all technology. It was pretty hard on the kids, but it was just amazing. They said that they got so used to it. It was quiet. It was peace. It was harmony at home. And they they had a good relationship with each other because of it. Sometimes we get so caught up in all the technologies and, and the cares of life. And I, I believe God saw that down the track. And he's saying, you know, come apart. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, so Before true. Before you come apart. Yes, yes, yeah. because we can be I- indeed hooked twenty four seven with these gadgets and uh, with the busyness yes. of life in general. Yeah. Now, uh, just for our listener again, Helen, uh, in case if you missed, uh, you know, a bit earlier because we have few glitches uh, there, uh, we are very happy to give you the number where you can send us a text message with your uh, inquiry, with your uh, thoughts, a question maybe in regard to this uh, topic, uh, which we have uh, for today is Sabbath needed in the third millennium. And the number where you can send a text message is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. Now I believe um, you have also an uh, article um, with you, Helen, uh, by um, by Dennis. Uh, um, I think his name is uh, Prager or Prager Prager mm-hmm. uh, on uh, six reasons why keeping the Sabbath matters. Can you please share with us uh, about this article? Well, I'm sure there are more reasons, but I thought it was a very timely article when I read it. And um, let me go through it fairly quickly. The first one he mentions is it is uniquely uh, it uniquely elevates the human being. For nearly all of human history, life consisted overwhelmingly of work. In effect, humans would be suburban, and this commandment changed all that by insisting that people cease working one day out of seven. Mm. That was a good point. He said, second, no matter how materially poor we may be, at least on the Sabbath day, we are not just material beings. We are then elevated. Recall that the commandment tells us to keep the day holy, not merely not to work. It is enough for animals not to work. We are to make the day holy. 
No matter what our circumstances, we must remind ourselves at least one day a week that we are sacred beings and we have a soul to feed, not just a body. The third one, more than any other commandment, the fourth commandment reminds people that they are meant to be free. And he says, remember, as the second version of the commandment, the one summarized by Moses in the book of Deuteronomy states, remember that you were slaves in Egypt. In other words, remember that slaves cannot have a Sabbath. Only free men and women can. Mm. So in light of this, in the biblical view, unless it is necessary for survival, people who choose to work seven days a week are essentially slaves. Slaves to work or perhaps to money but slaves nonetheless. And the millionaire who works seven days a week is simply a rich slave. And the fourth one, while the Bible could not universally abolish slavery, the Sabbath commandment greatly humanized the terrible institution and ultimately helped make slavery impossible. Mm. And prior to the Ten Commandments, Nick, by definition, a slave owner was under no obligation to allow, allow a slave to ever rest, let alone to rest one day every week. And yet that is exactly what the fourth commandment commanded even a slave had fundamental human rights and one of them being a sabbath day of rest therefore a slave is a human being as well right right oh well um, this is very important you know to mm. see also from other perspective you know other people how they consider uh, the need of uh, rest and to be honest uh, i met even people who didn't have to do anything with religion who understood that they need some sort of rest. Yes. But how much more important is when God tells you and even tells you which day to rest? Absolutely. He and only set one day aside. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, when I think of this, I'm blown away, you know, to think that God said which day to rest. Yes. And then we can come with all sorts of, uh, um, you know, personal views in regard to this, um, yeah, it's it's quite um, quite interesting. But hey, uh, let's um, let's continue then. Um, look at some uh, passages in the Bible, like uh, uh, Deuteronomy. Uh, this is in the Old Testament. Uh, if we look at um, uh, chapter five, there, uh, verses twelve to fifteen, um, there is a repeat of the Ten Commandments. Uh, Equivalent with the Exodus chapter 20, which we know is very well known where the Ten Commandments are, uh, are described there. And um, verse 1, where God um, uh, reminds the children of Israel they were slaves in Egypt and that, um, that he delivered them. Uh, and, and is that important for us today also, that God delivered the Israelites from Egypt, but is he delivering us from somewhere or from something? Absolutely. In fact, a lot of people don't even realize it. When you, when you look at um, Exodus 20, it's interesting. In the first, very first verse, which people leave out often, mm. it says, And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And when we look at Deuteronomy, um, verse 12 is the same as what it says for the fourth commandment. But it comes down to 15 and he says, And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and your Lord God brought you out of there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. I believe it's still relevant today as he delivers us, Nick, from the bondage of sin. He's our creator. He is our deliverer. And and 
he gives us this gift. In fact, that's why I believe this book that you're advertising today is so appropriate, God's Gift in Time. And that's what he did for us. Oh, by the way, while you said that, because that's our free offer for mm. today, let's um, let our um, listener uh, uh, know about the code which they need to send to receive this, this book in their hands. Um, you can send an SMS with the code SA37, SA37, no space in between them, and our friend, friendly robot will uh, ask you a few questions if you could uh, just follow the prompts there. But Helen, share with us just a little bit about that book which you just mentioned. I would love to. I'm very impressed with this man's, um, the way he writes, Walter C. Thompson. Um, he uses some beautiful words. He says, The Sabbath is a light shining into earth's impenetrable darkness. Our Creator God gave us a special gift of His love, a gift in time called the Sabbath, a God-appointed time in which to meet with and worship Him. The Sabbath gives meaning to the sacrifice made on the rough wooden cross of Calvary's mount. It points us to the whole law of God, the unalterable foundation of His universal kingdom. It is an eternal description of self-renouncing love. God wants us to enjoy his love, bask in its beauty and radiate its warmth to the cold world just outside our door. I love that statement. God wants us to enjoy his love, bask in its beauty and radiate its warmth to the cold world just outside our door. And as you consider the Sabbath in the pages of that book, may you be challenged to accept the benefits of the Sabbath for your own life and to share your influence in restoring the Sabbath to its rightful place in the world around you. I believe, listener, every listener that gets this book free from us, you're just going to love it. You're going to love the way this man writes and um, the promptings of the Holy Spirit, I'm sure, will bless you. All right. Well, We've let's got con- two more to go. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's continue with, um, with this, uh, Helen. Yes. Um, and reminding our listeners that we are talking about uh, you are not a robot. I mean, you may feel like a robot sometime. You may think that uh, you cannot stop. Uh, you are programmed, uh, but you are not a robot. You are a human being, a wonderful creation uh, created by God's hands. And God is also given us uh, a special um, citadel in time, if you like, which is Sabbath. Absolutely. And if you haven't experienced Sabbath, like uh, myself, I I didn't experience. Uh, some years before, uh, once you start to be blessed with the rest of the Sabbath, you'll, you'll not be able to, to go back. You know, it's, it's wonderful. And I was um, watching uh, um, a clip, uh, a video in this morning, Helen, with a gentleman, a businessman and a, uh, all sorts of things, you know, in his life, very successful uh, man and uh, on, an innovator. And he, re- he discovered Sabbath lately. And his story is wonderful. I may try to even get him uh, with me on an interview, you know, mm. if I could by the end of this week uh, to share with us his experience, his yeah. uh, uh, firsthand uh, experience on, on this regard. But um, yeah, I, I think that, um, I think that's very important uh, to to realize uh, to realize about the Sabbath, where uh, where we can look um, for the Sabbath. Mm. And uh, now, can I just add to yeah. that, if I may, Nick? Um, 
when we became Sabbath keepers, it seemed a bit strange because I didn't know about the Sabbath either. But what I found extremely interesting was that my father wouldn't accept it and he decided to keep Sunday as a Sabbath, but he tried to keep it like Sabbath keepers keep it. Mm. And it didn't work because there was no blessing in that. And and we were so blessed when we kept it. Let me just let me just go on to to um, point number five. The Sabbath almost single handedly creates and strengthens family ties and friendships. When a person takes off from work one day every week, that day almost inevitably becomes a day spent with other people, namely family and or friends. It has a similar positive effect on marriages. Ask anyone married to a workaholic how good it would be for his or her marriage if the workaholic would not work for a day each week and you can appreciate the power of the Sabbath day. And and that's so true, you know. We there are those who argue that without God commanding a Sabbath, people could surely decide on their own to stop working a day each week and spend the day with their spouse, family and friends. But the truth is almost no one does that. And sadly it's not as blessed mm. because God blessed that special day. There'll always be some reason not to take the day off at important work project, housework, shopping, etc. But it gives that family reunion and, and family harmony. The sixth one that he mentions is a Sabbath commandment granted animals dignity. Well, this was interesting. Even one's animals had to rest one day a week. And it is, to the best of our knowledge, the first national law in history on behalf of animals. And its benefits to animals surely went beyond a mandatory day of rest for them. In fact, people who felt divinely obligated to give their animals a day of rest were much less likely to treat their animals cruelly, Mm. you know, any day of the week. It is interesting. Some studies have been done on this. And some of the animals, their hearts beat slower when the Sabbath comes in. Right. Very interesting. You know, all six of these life-changing and society-changing benefits regarding the Sabbath are available, Nick, to anyone. You don't have to be a Jew, a Christian, or even a believer in God to derive all these benefits. Though for reasons noted, the reality is that those who do believe in the God of the Ten Commandments are the ones who have kept the Sabbath alive. And God, the God factor plays another role in the Sabbath. Just as faith in God brings people to the Sabbath, mm-hmm. observing the Sabbath brings people to faith in God. In our secularized, modern societies, very few activities bring people to a relationship with God as effectively does devoting a day each week to the spiritual, not just the material. Absolutely, absolutely. Helen, I'm going to take a short break here and uh, we'll be back just to um, uh, to continue because time is going very fast now. But um, this song, it's a beautiful song uh, uh, by um, uh, 3ABN Music, uh, Pillar, Pillars of Our Faith. Very beautiful song. And just uh, stay with us, uh, dear listener, and we'll be back shortly. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Come. 
to seize our toiling, and we obey that we Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Kurita and our co-host today is Helen Gray. We are talking about uh, is Sabbath needed in the third millennium? We are approaching these questions under the theme of you are not a robot. And indeed, you are not a robot, uh, my dear friend, uh, listening to us today. Uh, even though robots can do lots of things these days, they, uh, they are smarter and smarter, but... Um, they cannot make uh, um, decisions, you know, like uh, we human beings, you know, uh, to differentiate, you know, in 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 between good and bad, you know, to access that freedom of choice. And we have that freedom of choice today to choose not to be a robot, not to go 24-7 with no breaks, you know. We can stop and uh, God is inviting us not only to stop, but to have a relationship with him on the Sabbath day. And I really like uh, how, uh, Helen, you look at um, a few uh, 
thoughts there in the article which you just presented uh, to us before the break. And they are very, very good ones. I must, uh, I must accept. And uh, if I will pick up on, uh, let's say, uh, maybe uh, one of them or two, it says here that the, uh, more than any other commandment, the fourth commandment reminds people that they are meant to be free. Yes. And I thought that was very, very good. You know, we need to be reminded sometimes that we are free. We are not slaves, even though we are slaves of sin. But, uh, you know, we can be slaves today of uh, uh, the gadgets which surrounds us, of uh, the demands which this world puts upon us all uh, to work, if it's possible, you know, 24-7. And, uh, yeah, I like um, those things. And, by the way, if you miss some of these uh, um, things which we look at uh, early in the program, you can always um, go back to the program Visit us on uh, faithfm.com.au or even better, download the FaithFM app, FaithFM Australia, and you can go uh, on demand there and uh, look for the programs which you missed. Uh, again, uh, I'm inviting you, you're still able to join us for the last few minutes. If you like to have a question thrown to us uh, here or a comment, you can send a text message to 048880811. One and we'll be very happy to uh, acknowledge that and uh, to have a, a thought on the question or thought you you'll um, you'll send us. But Helen, uh, let's let's see if there are other benefits mm-hmm. uh, in keeping Sabbath, in observing Sabbath, in resting as God uh, intended us all to rest on the Sabbath day. Well, I believe absolutely. There are physical, mental, and emotional benefits as well. Sabbath is like a pause to rest, recharge, refresh, and reflect. And we all need rest. Sabbath gives us that weekly opportunity to rest, a Mm. time for peace and Mm. harmony, restoration, trusting in God, fellowship with God and man, a day to switch off, a day to worship our Maker. And, you know, um, we mentioned before that Isaiah 58 aptly calls it a delight, and you know, when you think about it, it is like a weekly detox. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I like for, that. For, I like that too for our whole system. It's not bad for one day a week. But, you know, well, the other thing I came across too was that, you know, most people now suffer from stress in this world. Yes. And, you know, the Sabbath is God's anti-stress program. Oh, beautiful. You know, when you stop and think about it, you know, because stress is very serious. And although some stress can be healthy, too much is dangerous, in some cases even fatal. And it's caused from an overdose of stimulation, which Mm. we all have through the week. Yes. You know, and the continue going. It's a hectic life. You know, the traffic in the big cities and the the noise and overload at home, at work, at school, personal sphere, etc. It includes anxiety to fail and the fear not to be able to cope with what confronts us. Mm. And so consequences from that include nervous mental blockages, aggression, depression, a weakened immune system, cardiac, circulatory, liver and gall problems. Sounds like they're talking about me here. Oh, we need to protect ourselves against too much stress. And, you know, physicians, they recommend that we rest and relax, you know, and many other things they say too. But long before the medical profession talked about the benefits of rest and relax, God had already recommended it. 
you know, he has not only told us that, that we should rest, but also how we should rest. And our creator's given us tips that can help us when we observe them to function at our best. Mm-hmm. And in addition to daily devotional time, when we focus on God, he's given us one entire day every week for reflection, regeneration, and communion with him. You know, and in scripture, that day is called the Sabbath. God's special blessing rests on that day. It is a detox, weekly detox. It's also God's anti-stress program. You know, and some people just that are listening today just might want to give it a try. Mm. They will reap the benefits. Oh, that's absolutely right, Helen. And, uh, you know, when I think of the Sabbath rest, even myself, when uh, I didn't observe Sabbath, you know, and I knew how hectic it was, you know, every day was a go, go, go. Uh, now I'm wondering how people cope with not uh, no. having a rest. Now I know, I know, I know that people rest in different ways, you know, I mean, uh, taking holidays, taking these things. That's okay. Uh, and that's necessarily too. But you know, the cycle, uh, rest of the week. It's very important because... But it's it, like a weekly holiday. Yes, but you know, all other things are, um, you know, they're set up by God in His creation, um, you know, like the month, the year, yes. uh, uh, the day, 24 hours, and so on. But the seven-day cycle, the seven-day week cycle, is not there. It's not because of the constellation and because of those things. It's because God, God. said... That he worked six days, but in the seventh day he rested. Very important, very important one. And he says, remember. And no wonder that those who have it in their lives, and I can testify to this, are often happier with richer family lives, more serenity, a community of friends, and yes, even better health. And um, God has enabled me to live life more abundantly, Mm. even through the trials and temptations that come. He is our deliverer. He is our creator. He is our awesome God. And what a blessing, what a gift in time that we can spend a whole day with him. Yes, wonderful. And no guilt, but we're doing what God asks us to do. I like one of the uh, messages coming from uh, our listener. We rest in Christ. He is Lord of the Sabbath. Anyone who is in Christ is at rest. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and even though it says you are reading from uh, the Old Testament, when the observance of the day was binding, it's true. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be like that, you know, uh, but we need to be free in Jesus. Doesn't mean, because Jesus shows us an example also how he rested. And he uh, kept the Sabbath he kept the day, Sabbath. and so did his disciples, and we're going to discuss that through the week. Yes. And we will also discuss as to, you know, what happened. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Helen, I I may ask you to just uh, comment on the next um, message we have from a listener. And um, this sounds uh, like this, from Jana. I have been listening to your program and I am interested in the book. In fact, uh, 14 years ago, my husband survived a fall from a second-story building, uh, landing in the concrete, now in a wheelchair. Our listener is mentioning the, the verse in Jeremiah, 
chapter, I think it's chapter 29, verse 11, or 28, verse 11. She says 28, verse 11, but probably she's referring to uh, 29, verse 11. Well, What do you I, think, Helen? Yeah, I think maybe 29, 11, <coughs> if I can share it. Mm -hmm. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And let me also just flip over to chapter 30, verse um, 11. In the first part it says, For I am with you, saith the Lord, to save you. And I thought, well, that that's a wonderful promise, isn't mm, it? Mm. And by the sound of it, that's exactly what's happened to your husband. And uh, we praise God for that. Yeah. It's very, very hard to go what you go through what you've both gone through, but God does know the end from the beginning and he really does want the best for both of you. And, um, you know, you can, you can trust God's promises. Absolutely. There's another one here and I can't quite put my hand on it, but I remember when I got very, very sick and I had a, um, a lung pierced and, um, and of course it collapsed. And, um, I remember when there was a special prayer meeting for me and I was anointed. And the interesting thing was that God healed me of that, um, terrible, terrible time i couldn't walk very far because i had no breath and i ended up in hospital they they said they found a hiatus hernia on the x-ray pushing up into my good lung and they were very concerned and they they had already told me by this i'd been under specialists for months they tried to put a stint in and blow the lung up it didn't work and they said this is as good as it gets but i do remember that um When, when the doctor came to me, then he said, I'm going to take more x-rays. He came to me and he said, I can't find the hiatus hernia. I said, but you saw it on the x-ray. And he said, yes. And he said, I'm going to investigate more. So he did. And he came back and he looked really sheepish. He said, not only have, can't I find your hiatus hernia, I cannot find your collapsed lung. I said, what are you telling me? He said, your lungs are working perfectly. And I said, tell me scientifically, how is this possible? He said, I can't. I said, do you believe in miracles? He said, no. I said, I believe you're looking at one that God has answered the prayers of my friends. He checked again that day, and the next morning he said, get out of my hospital. <laughs> yes. And that day I said to the Lord, I'm going for a walk with you, Father. And I went for a two and a half kilometer walk without even puffing. Oh, That's God, and he knows the state we're in. There are some reasons why he doesn't cure straight away. I, I don't know why, but I guess one day we will. Yeah. But that was a time where I wanted to shout it from the rooftops. But I, I had already told my boss I was going to take a, a whole year off my sabbatical, and uh, one of my colleagues came to me and said, I don't believe that God has brought you through this and healed you just to have you sitting at home. Mm. And it was interesting, and I wish I could remember where it was, but it was in Jeremiah. I was encouraged when when there's a text there that says something to the effect of, and when he has healed you, go out and spread the word. Amen. And so I rang this colleague and I said, I think you're right. <laughs> but God works in mysterious ways, yes. and I hope he is very, very close to you, um, Jana, and, and your husband, and we will be praying for you. Yes, and thank you for sharing, Helen, also about your uh, your study. How would you like to maybe just Just bring it together in, in mm -hmm. one or two sentences. Maybe pray and pray at the same time for those people. We, we want to, to think of the people in Ukraine also and yes. the refugees and those people who uh, they cannot rest indeed yes. because of the situation. Would you do that? I'd be happy to do that. Let me just finish by making a statement. It's actually my testimony and, and, 
you know, I'm glad the Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments. Loving Heavenly Father, what a delight to come before you, to bring the people to you. We thank you, Lord, for the wonderful gift you've given us in time, the wonderful gift of a Sabbath day of rest, a weekly detox, and a, and a Sabbath of anti-stress programs. Lord, we are just so grateful that we have you, and we can come to you with all our challenges and temptations and know that you care about us so much that you wanted this day to be a rest day with us on the Sabbath. We pray for those people in Ukraine. Lord. Sabbath is hard for them right now, Lord. Every day is a challenge. Oh, but Father, help them to keep their eyes focused on you, knowing that you are in control of all things, and all things will come together for good for those who love you and those who are called according to your will. Mm. Father, I just pray that anyone today that's listening to our voices, that feels a need to come closer to you, will commit their lives to keeping the Sabbath. They will go along to a Sabbath-keeping church and experience what we've experienced in our life, a wonderful time, Father, and fellowship and a growing in in our love for you as we are blessed on the Sabbath Mm. day. So, Lord, we want to leave ourselves in your care and keeping and every listener that's listening to this program. Bless, guide, and keep them, we pray in your loving name. Amen. 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 This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Hey, that's it for uh, today, uh, my dear listener. Um, thank you for uh, being with us uh, today with Nick Rita and Helen Gray on uh, Drive Time BQ&A and uh, join us uh, again uh, next time uh, when we are going to talk about uh, Is the Sabbath Jewish? And that will be uh, Pastor um, Will with Eric uh, approaching this question. May God bless you and keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.